This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the second Sunday of Lent, the 12th of March. Earlier this week I had an overnight visit to a friend of mine who's a parish priest in the west of France. I arrived at the end of a storm where winds from the Atlantic had devastated trees and homes across the countryside. The storm had almost had also brought down most of the power cables so that one half of the village where I was in the presbytery had no power. So the evening that I was there we had to huddle around a log fire in a candlelit room eating appropriately Lenten fare. I thought that it must have been what camping is like, even though if the truth be told it was more like what I believe is known as glamping. It's only when we don't have instant light and power that we realise how much we take it for granted, how dependent we are on the electricity that gives us light and power. It's fine for an evening sitting in semi-darkness, but I'm not sure how I cope living permanently without light at the flick of a switch. For most of the time that the apostles lived and walked with our Lord, they were in the dark as to his true nature. They saw his humanity, the human person, but it was only given to three of them to witness for a few moments on that mountain his nature as God. Imagine the revelation for them, suddenly being shown such overpowering light after the relative darkness they experienced day by day. Why this moment then, this gospel on this second Sunday of Lent? Well, Pope St. Leo the Great expresses it simply in a homily on the mystery of the Transfiguration when he says, The principal aim of the Transfiguration was to banish from the disciples' souls the scandal of the cross. The preface of the Mass for this Sunday illuminates it even further. For after he had told his disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory to show even by the testimony of the law and the prophets that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. The apostles recognised this themselves. Lord, they said, it is good for us to be here. Let us remain, let us remain on the mountain and build three tabernacles. They didn't want to go back to the banal daily ordinariness of life after what they had experienced. And we are supposed to live like them, in the same way, seeing only Jesus. This is because we encounter him in the same way, in the word and in the sacrament, each week at Holy Mass. The altar is our Mount Tabor, where God the Father shows us his son Jesus, where he speaks and where he's heard. This is my beloved son, listen to him. And yes, we do desire to live in a supernatural way, not avoiding the pain and difficulties of life that everyone else experiences, but living in such a way by faith, so that we can make sense of it, and in all that we may live on earth in the hope of future glory. If we see and hear something of great value and worth, we obviously and naturally want to share it with others. The apostles had to wait until after the resurrection of Jesus before they were permitted to speak about that moment. They must have been busting to tell the others, to tell the others what they 
did not know about who he really was. When we come to Mass and encounter Christ, do we have that same urge? Are we convinced enough by what we see and hear at Mass that we want others to know what we have found? I heard a statistic recently that 90% of those who come back to Christ and his church do so because of a personal contact, an individual invitation. We have a beautiful Catholic faith. Let's not selfishly keep it or privatise it, but let's share it. Part of the preparation for our parish mission in October is the challenge to reach out to those in our families and neighbourhood, those we might recognise as being a bit distant from their home, the church. Also to any that we might know outside of the church, non-Catholics, who might be enticed in. This year of diocesan centenary is just the moment when we can make a renewed effort to extend the church in our small patch. And always with Mary, who is the pivotal player in the work of bringing everyone to Christ and his holy church. With her this Lent, may we continue in the light of Christ's face. Let us pray. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly with your word, that by spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen.